0: Hello and welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at taking the money stress out of marriage and turning the focus to enjoying life together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name's David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined today by the debt destroyer herself, Heather. So Heather, how can people reach us if they want to ask questions or share their favorite lasagna recipes? I, I heard we have a new way to do that.
1: <laughs> Great question. We do. You can now contact us. Yay.
0: Awesome. You
1: can email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram and we are at marriage.and.money. So we'd love to hear from you. Send your questions, your feedback your funny jokes, whatever, lasagna (laughs) recipes, all of it. We want it all.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, it would be great to include some uh, some listener feedback, some listener questions in future episodes. So please, uh, if you're listening, send us a little something. We would love to get engaged and uh, have a conversation with you. Uh, Well, we have a great show for you today. Today we're going to be talking about debt. Everybody loves debt. But first, Heather, what's been going on? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, so I think we shared, if you listened to our last episode, we shared that we had um, were on this assignment from Singapore and we were back in the U.S. for two weeks. Well, we are now back in beautiful Singapore. Ah,
0: uh, And How, beautiful it is.
1: It is, I think. Well, it looks beautiful. Um, <laughs> however, due to, again, not sure if you've heard of it, but COVID-19 is going on right now, we were able to go back to the U.S. and come back to Singapore, but it required uh, two weeks quarantine in a hotel not of our choosing but we actually got a good location
0: it's a nice hotel
1: it's a very nice hotel it's a very nice hotel. um so we were able to get two rooms thankfully for four- literally 14 days of not leaving our hotel room not going outside not seeing anybody other than on i've a never phone.
0: Li- i've never gone this long without leaving a room i know it- it's strange. Even during the, the the circuit breaker here in Singapore, we were at least able to go outside for a, an hour walk um, once in a while. <laughs> and that we can't go outside for exercise now. Yeah, no, We
1: don't have a balcony or anything. Um, it is day three. So we are still alive and no one has murdered anybody. But so that's good.
0: That's good news. And the good news is we're not spending a bunch of money on going out to dinner. That's, that's a plus, Wait, right? Is that good news? Well, okay, <laughs> I don't know if that's good news. Uh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> i think it's pretty good news and you got to huh. admit the food here we're, we're having food room service basically delivered daily it is very good the food it's is very pretty pretty high end food
1: um but it would be nice to go outside but the bad news is it does feel a little bit like prison which may feel a little similar to being in significant debt
0: that is a great transition right there
1: <laughs> you're welcome <laughs>
0: thank you for that segue yes um, I can prison very much is like debt debt is prison Um, and so that that's what we're talking about today is debt and I know uh, most people out there most Americans most people in the world have some kind of relationship with debt in one way or another we've all been exposed to it in in some way most likely how? What was? Let, let's talk a little bit about how, what our experience was, um, specifically when we got married, um, as it relates to debt. So when, when we got married, I came into the marriage with a personal loan, um, a mortgage, and then I may have also foolishly taken out a loan on the engagement ring.
1: It kind, <laughs> the, of, it kind of sounds like you're bragging there. You're like, look at all the debt I brought in. I know. That's uh, right. Uh, <laughs>
0: it's definitely not something i'm bragging about in fact i would say when i when i took out my loan the loan for the mortgage or the mortgage the loan for the house which was the mortgage it was it was probably the scariest day in my life up to that point i have never been a big fan of debt but buying a house i didn't have the money and i thought well i should buy a house this is what people do and you I needed
1: took, a needed a garage for your future Delorean. Well, that's right?
0: exactly it. And I, I was at that time <laughs> in my life, I was planning everything out in my life for what do I do to to get myself a Delorean, and I need a garage for the Delorean, and so I need a house, and so I took out a mortgage, and it was so freaky because I was taking out a a, a loan for more money than I had ever seen in the world, and I didn't know like if I were to lose my job, I would have no idea how to how to pay that mortgage, but there I was taken out a loan.
1: Yeah, so my experience was a little bit different than David. Um I brought into the marriage, you're welcome, a car loan. Um, everybody's favorite. Um but I have to say my experience was different. I was so excited to get that newer car. It was not a new car. It was a used car, a good old Honda Accord, my Honda. Um, you know, I had my first real job. Um, that's what people did. You go, you get that car you first buy, you know, your real, you got your big girl, big girl pants on with your real job and dr- go up to the, I remember my dad went with me because I just didn't feel like I was too adult enough yet to do it on my own, but I was like so excited. And I can't wrap
0: my head around this. Like, how can you be excited about taking out debt? Like, what is it about, I've got this chain around my neck now that excites you?
1: I just, I didn't think it was a big thing. It just seemed like, yeah, that's what, that's what you do. It's just, just like you said, getting a house and getting a mortgage. It was like, it's just normal. Like, I had rent, I had to pay for this. It was like, oh yeah, you get a car loan. You have that bill. It just... I guess I wasn't scared of the debt. I it just saw it as, oh, this is just another expense that I have to pay this month. Um, and I was just too excited about the purchase that I didn't really think about sure. how I was doing sure.
0: it. Sure, it was the purchase that over overrode it. Yeah, I, it's just, I guess, as a, as a saver, uh, it, it being my default, I just have a hard time wrapping my head around how anyone could be excited about debt, even though I was happy to, to buy a house. I was not happy or excited about the debt, and I was kind of... I don't know, I was in a bad mood about it for quite, quite a while after doing it, second-guessing myself.
1: And that's the beauty of being a spender. You can look past that, <laughs> and it doesn't bother you to take on gobs of debt because you're oh, focused on the Oh, that's the purchase. beauty of it. But I do want to admit, put a caveat out there, that I do think this topic could be a bit on the controversial side today. Um, it might may be making me sweat a little bit here because I do think – um a lot of people don't see anything wrong with debt. They're probably scratching their head right now saying, yeah, why are you guys talking about this? It's just a way of life. It's acceptable to have, or even certain types of debt. Maybe people are against, you know, 25% credit cards or they have a credit card, but they paid off. But, um, but they're like, yeah, having a car loan or, you know, a mortgage or whatever, none of that is, is bad debt. Um, so I think, I think, uh, I think there's some might be some people that feel strongly. So unlike the last two episodes where I said these were my favorite topics, this is not probably one of my favorite topics.
0: Oh, just so because there are might be making so many opinions. A,
1: we might be making some waves here today, might... <laughs> which is why it's good we got an email and an Instagram account now to hear. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Send <laughs> send your hate mail and and tell us why we're all screwed up on this, uh, please.
1: <laughs> but I think even you and I, when we entered our marriage, like we just said what we had, we didn't even see eye to eye on what was good debt or what was bad debt, right? right? So it can change.
0: Right, yes. Maybe we
1: can change some minds.
0: Yeah, today. so what were those differences that you remember since you brought that up?
1: Well, I think, well, like we said, you you would have never gotten a car, car loan. I saw no different, or no issue with it. And I think another thing was on credit cards. So we both had credit cards and we both paid them off. But Yeah, and I, I used my
0: credit card for everything. Right. I used it all exactly. The, yeah, you all used it all the
1: time. I kind of kept it as more of a, like a for emergencies. Crack, crack this window and open it up and get it. I didn't, I didn't actually usually use my credit card. It was more just for emergencies, having it the safety blanket to know if I needed it. It was there because I just didn't want to to have that credit card, even though I always paid it off. I just didn't want to have it.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and and as a result, so we we've shifted from having credit. Sitting there, ready to go. Now to having cash ready to go. So yeah, it's been it's been a transition, I think, for both of us. Um, yeah. So why exactly is is debt bad? Um, so we we've we've clearly said this is something that that's a, a little different and um and if for those of you that have listened to to dave ramsey in the past he's very much he's like the poster child of, of the dead is bad and so i would say we fall uh very much more on that side than um than the other side but um so if you've listened to him a lot of this could be <laughs> could be a little bit of a repeat but um i, I think first of all as far as marriages are concerned the, the reason that debt is so bad is because um, it, it's hard on marriages. Money, just in general, and, and the whole reason we started this podcast is money is a difficult topic and as to, to talk about within a marriage. It's difficult. Um, also, it's one of the most common things that, that couples argue about. and You're going to argue a lot more if you're carrying debt, um, because debt is additional stress uh, on the marriage. If you have more debt, you're going to have more things to, to argue about. Right.
1: Yeah, I think it, it does. Debt is stressful. It leads to fights. Some people may say, "Until debt, do we part?" Just kidding. That's me trying to be, dry, be funny. Oh um, gosh. But yeah, I just, I, I just look at even on our marriage, right? Like a lot of our fights, I would say eighty percent of them were around money, and we didn't really have. I acknowledge that. We aren't like the normal people. We, you know, t- we don't have con- we didn't have consumer debt even when we got married. We were paying out. We didn't have student loans, so we were a bit of a unicorn. But even we fought a lot of- about money in our marriage, and so I didn't like that. I don't want to be those people. So yeah, it's not it's not fun.
0: Yeah, and I, I would say a lot of what we fought about as well, um, at least early on was probably also about debt like I, I was very much focused on hey i wanna i i i, I want to focus on putting all of our money at the debt and you were saying well actually let's let's balance that out let's have a little bit more fun once in a while and and spread things around because um, you, you being more the spender <laughs> and uh yeah I, so I went very much the extreme of everything should go towards savings and paying off, uh, paying off debt, and uh, it caused some, some frustration.
1: Right, and I think this wasn't necessarily in our marriage, but I think that. If you are weighted down with that, um, it can lead to not being able to spend time with your spouse because you are so bogged down by bills that maybe you're working two, three jobs just to make the payments on all that debt you've created. And so you don't get to spend time together. Um, Also, I think when you're in a financial stress position, you can get frustrated with your spouse on how they're handling money. Um, If you're not seeing eye to eye and fighting, it just creates more you can see more visibility on what that person's doing and that can get you just super frustrated and resentful with someone.
0: Exactly. So in my case, I would see how you would go and buy a coffee or something small. And I felt like I was sacrificing to work down and, and, and pay debt off or something and, and, or or to save a little bit more. And because we weren't necessarily on the same page that generated conflict. Um, and so that's not good. I think, I think having debt also takes away a, a lot of the the freedom that you normally have. So, or that you would have otherwise, I should say. So, you, when when you're making payments all the time, uh, on your car loan or your mortgage or, or whatever, you have all of this cash just tied up, going to other people, and so you you just don't have options. And the the beautiful thing about having an income is that it gives you options to, to, to do what you want. And most people don't want to pay payments every month. Right.
1: Yeah. I think final thing is that debt just adds risk to your life. It's like, in like I mentioned with having that credit card, just that safety net is like in case of emergency, like, what are you going to do? Like if, if your life is already stressed to the max and you're working eight, three jobs, like what are you going to do if something bad happens? If, if you do lose a job or the economy goes bad or medical issue, it's just puts you in even more of a stressful position than you are just normally.
0: And, and in my mind, I'm just a rather risk adverse person overall.
1: Oh, you are. <laughs> so we're not going to, we're not going to go about gambling or anything. No, for this. no,
0: I'm, I don't gamble. I, <laughs> I don't like change. I don't like, I, I just don't, I don't like risk of any kind. Anything that I don't know, and so um, that's probably why I'm more of a saver too. Um, but but certainly this really resonates with me, and is probably the number one reason why I don't like debt is because I I think taking on debt increases risk substantially. Uh, and yes, you can you can maybe make more money um, not paying off your mortgage and investing it if that's where you actually put the money. Um, but the stock market doesn't always go up every day. And so you need to be careful. We we, we have stocks, we have plenty of mutual fund. Uh, we invest in mutual funds, but um, but first and foremost, you need to make sure you have a place to live. It's important to have a solid place to live so that when the economy crashes, like it did in 08, 09, um, you you don't get foreclosed on.
1: So I, I think we've done an excellent job painting a picture of how horrible and bad debt is. I think everybody is, is there, but there might be a few people that aren't. So let's switch. I mean, in grad school, we learned that you should always kind of say the negative that scares people. But now, what, what are the benefits? What does debt-free life look like? Why would people strive for that?
0: Oh, I love this.
1: <laughs> this well, oh, I mean, this, this is, is the exciting part. This is part. your topic, of goal so setting, when, and... when like
0: dreaming. So yeah, we talked about goal setting last time. So when I when we were in that stage of 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 uh, having debt, this was like the big dream that I had. It was like, oh, if I don't have debt, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna owe anybody anything. So I'm gonna have total control of my income. And can you imagine just how much, and I guess I kind of thought about it in terms of saving. Can you, because I'm, huh, because I'm the, I'm really? the
1: same. Can you, you imagine to not be in debt so you could save more. <laughs> this is just shocking.
0: I, these are my strange dreams. But um, I, I, I was thinking, can you imagine how much I could save if I didn't have to give this much of my paycheck to the bank or to, uh, to, to the the auto loan company wow i could i could save so much i could get work towards my retirement faster i i could um i know in talking with you you've always enjoyed vacations and oh, you were really? always pushing for more vacations and i was like well i could have a happier wife because <laughs> because we could put a little bit more towards our vacation fund and so there were these things that i i, I put out there like yes this is what i'm looking forward to because Now we have options.
1: Yeah. And I think for me, I totally agree. I think another thing for me was just, uh, again, taking away that risk and that stress. So like if things in life change, if you want to change jobs, um, as David knows, I might have changed jobs a few times in, in, in my life. <laughs> uh,
0: a little more than I feel comfortable with.
1: As opposed to Mr. had worked for the same company his whole career, but which is great too. But anyway, it felt nice to have that freedom of, okay, I can take this risk. I can take this jump and not worry. Or, you know, I know a lot of friends have made decisions to stay home when they had a kid. Or maybe people want to work less. It's too much. And so you have those options. You don't have to to be um you know a slave one of the things as we've mentioned in an earlier podcast is you know we, we we follow Jesus and in the Bible it says you know the the borrower is, is slave to the lender and it really does it feels like you're a slave in those situations and so by not being in that situation you have a lot of freedom
0: exactly yeah and so that freedom is such a great feeling so I assume we we must have just stuck with that the whole time right we 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 just we're like that's such a great feeling we we don't want to leave it behind.
1: Yeah, I know we might have messed this up a few times. Now, in my defense,
0: and and it's your defense because what? for the record, I was I was vocal against it. I I mean, happy wife, happy life. So eventually, you cave in, but. I was kind of vocal about let's not do this.
1: I knew this was going to be put on me, but on the bright side, I think this story is going to show what an amazing influencer and how good I am at selling something to someone. I might have missed my calling.
0: You are good at selling. So
1: what David and I are talking about is we, I think it went our second year of marriage. Uh, as David mentioned, he brought into the marriage a mortgage. So we had a home together and by the end of the second year of our marriage we had paid off our first mortgage and we were completely debt free after two years of marriage and it was just this incredible freeing um, time but about three months later maybe we bought the next house yeah
0: it it was (laughs) no joke it was probably like three months
1: (laughs) it came a little sooner than as soon as
0: we paid off the house she's looking at listings it was just like (laughs) seriously I
1: was probably looking at listings before oh we paid after the house to be completely honest. But anyway, I wanted to upgrade the house and so we wanted to upgrade the house and we, so... we did,
0: huh? Yeah. <laughs> it was a decision we weed. made
1: it at the same time. Um so anyway, about three months later, we bought our next home, which was a larger home, a bigger mortgage than the first mortgage that we had had. I mean, we were able to put, uh, thanks to the having the house paid off, a, a decent, a big chunk of down payment on it, but we did take out another mortgage. Um,
0: yeah. So I guess my point is, is that um, we screw up on this occasionally, but... Um, and. So there's a little bit of hypocrisy there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we were thinking, and then, but you know, we tackled that. We paid off that house in less than five years. Yeah,
0: we were very aggressive. We were very aggressive on on the the second house, and very aggressive when we, uh, and we went into debt again a third time.
1: That's the thing. I don't know. We just did it again. So we <laughs> we stayed debt free a little longer that time. It wasn't three months, but right. it wasn't three years either. Right.
0: And to be fair, we, we actually did have the, the funds available that were invested um, for the third house. And we, we made a decision not to, uh, given the amount of time that we thought we'd be able to pay off the third house. And so um, it worked out.
1: So for you that- spinners out there, I might need to do a solo uh, podcast at some point on how to influence your spouse, your saver oh. spouse to... <laughs> spend money when they no, don't let's, want to.
0: Let's not go there. <laughs>
1: It'll be a special, special episode.
0: Okay, so uh, assuming, assuming that anybody listening is now interested in, in getting out of debt, like what what would you recommend? How they How do you recommend they do that, Heather?
1: Sure. Well, I think step number one is you have to want it. And I mean, you have to want it because it is hard. It is not going to be easy. There is not an easy way out. It, the only way to do it is through hard work, and so you have to be committed. Because if you're not committed, just like anything in life, it's probably not going to work.
0: Yeah, it's painful. It's not fun. It, it it generally takes a long time. It's it's a multi-year commitment. Um, but it's super rewarding, and I think it is. You know that that's there's that light at the end of the tunnel. There's that dreaming. This is what makes those dreams and those goals that we talked about in the last episode possible is when you have your income freed up to empower you to go after things like this.
1: So after you have the commitment to do it, step number two is don't take on any new debt. Do not add to the existing problem. Do not make it bigger. You're not going to solve a problem by doing the same thing. So so you, you're saying it. I can't
0: just get a debt consolidation loan and roll this into my house and say, <laughs> oh, now I've taken care of it because my credit card's clear?
1: No, that is not a good idea. Just stop it. Just stop it. Just cut up the credit cards. Put everything away. Just do not. That is not a solution.
0: Oh, uh, Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a lifestyle change, really, because now, because what are the, why are you having to put all these things on your credit cards? Why are you, why are you building up, why do you have this, this auto loan? Um, It probably means that you're, you're having to move to a used car. If, if you're unable to afford buying a brand new car or buying a used car that, um, uh, with with an auto loan, it probably means you have to move to a, a car that isn't quite as nice as you have, have now, um. That, that's what we we had to do. Yeah. Um, so
1: you'll change your lifestyle, but but you need to look at where your money is going. You're not going to be able to understand how you're going to get through this without knowing where your money is going and putting a plan together. Putting together, I know you're going to hate this word. I hate it too. A budget. I, I love just said that word. it. I said it. That's what you have to do. <laughs> I'm pro budget um, over here. <laughs> but it's really that's the only way you're going to be able to do it is is to to figure out where your money is going and tell it where to go.
0: Yeah, and it it starts with cutting out all that unnecessary spending, and I know a lot of things that we think are necessary, we really need to challenge, like, is that really, really necessary? Yes, I know all of my friends are going out to that nice restaurant, or maybe it's not even a nice restaurant, maybe it's just everybody's going out to, to Chipotle that day, but because I am clamped down so tight, I shouldn't be spending that $20 today, because they're I'm going to have to spend that $20 again uh, in a couple days. And it, it, it a little bit adds up.
1: This step is hard. No joke. This is no joke for my spenders out there. I apologize. Sit down, take a deep breath here. But you do have to cut the spending. I know that you may think and I may think some things are necessity like that Starbucks or that bottle of wine. But you can live without those things. Hopefully it's for a temporary time while you get through this goal. But it is this is where it goes back to step number one of commitment because this is really hard for spenders. But you can do it. I know you can.
0: And and for us savers, it's a badge of honor. And <laughs> I I go through this and I'm like, yeah, I only spent I only spent a uh, hundred bucks on eating out all year or whatever. You know, I, I don't even know just some ridiculously small number for a year. And that's a badge of honor for uh, for us savers. But um, yeah, I know that's, that's really hard for the, for the spenders out there.
1: And then the final step is you got to know what you're getting out of. So you need to list out all your debts. Just come to the table, come clean, put them all out there on paper. We recommend that you do it by size of debt. Most people would say, yeah, but you should start with the highest interest rate. But the reality of it is you need to get some momentum that's going to do huge for you. So don't try to be smarter than it. You're not smarter than it. You have a pile of debt. You are not smart in this area. Just put them down. Pay it off the easiest, quickest way possible. That's what's been proven. Um, and so just follow it. It gets a momentum. You underestimate how big momentum can be.
0: Yeah, I, I like that point that if if you're sitting on a pile of debt, you probably are really good at at accumulating that and you need to change what you're doing and you're not you're not outsmarting it. You haven't outsmarted it yet. You're not going to now. So you need to change the approach. Um, yeah, there are a lot of things in life I'm not good at. Um, and so if <laughs> so, oh,
1: really? so I have to, we don't have time for that today.
0: Uh, yeah, we don't, we don't have no- <laughs> Okay. I won't get into that. I mean- <laughs> the list is too long. All right. So, um, I think with that, we can move on to our, 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 topic for the week or a question for the week.
1: That's right. So the take home topic. So we want you to continue this conversation um, with your spouse or significant others. So say, take some time to talk through the topic. So for this uh, episode, we want you to sit down and list out all of your debts. We want you to have this conversation, put it out on the table, list them out from smallest to largest and start building a plan on how you're going to tackle them. Um, And if you need some motivation, Talk about your dreams of what debt-free living is going to look like for you to put some motivation out there and the why of why you're doing it if you need that step as well. And if you are debt-free, yay you! Celebrate! Go uh, talk about how awesome it's been to be (laughs) debt-free. So for us, that's what we're going to do because we are debt-free now. So David, how has being debt-free changed our marriage?
0: I I think it's changed our marriage primarily in a way that, well, one, we're – I, we're arguing about money less. Um, not, not that we we don't argue about it, but we argue about it less uh, because now uh, it's, it, our priorities have shifted uh, away from argue. Because before I was all focused on let's throw everything at the debt and nothing else matters um, at the expense of everything. And so we don't have that argument anymore now that, that the debt doesn't exist.
1: And then secondly... You know, now it's just towards saving and not spending. Yes. <laughs>
0: That's true but I we're getting there I, I would say I've loosened up there as well yeah um, and then secondly I think it it's been this shift from dreaming about things and dreaming about what's possible to making what we dreamed about reality so now it we've shifted from, from, hey, these are our big goals that we want to work towards, to, toward, towards. and now it's, let's make those goals happen. Let's, let's, let's realize these things. And so now we're in that phase of, let's realize our dreams, and let's, uh, let's explore these options. And I keep coming back to options, because that's really what this is, is that now all of a sudden we have options in front of us. And I love having those options and, and being able to make them real.
1: I would agree. So for me, I think being debt-free has been one of the fastest steps for us to reach our financial goals. So of course you need income. Income is very important. It's a necessity. But besides your income and growing your income, getting out of debt and not owing anyone anything but ourselves is so liberating, like David mentioned, and able for us to go after our goals. Um, It's also, I joked when David was talking, but it really has made David be more willing to slide over to the spender side on occasion or even more than occasionally. And honestly, I've been more interested in saving as there's more money. You know, instead of paying other people, we have more money so we can make our own decisions. We can save. We can do spending. Um, We're not, you know, giving it to people that we don't want to give it to. Um, So it's removed a lot of stress. And also... It's been fun to do this as a team. It's been a rewarding goal for us. We've felt like we've made this big accomplishment. We had something we were working on together and accomplished it together. And it really, I think, brought us closer in our marriage to have something like that.
0: Oh, certainly. It's something we can look back on and say, hey, we, we did that together and we, we made it happen. Oh, so wonderful. Okay. Well, I think that about wraps it up for our conversation today. We'd love to hear how your conversations around money and your marriage have gone or uh, t- take your questions on a future episode. So please go ahead and email us at marriageandmoneypodcast@gmail.com, at or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Um, what, so whether you're a spender or a saver, remember that your best financial life lies somewhere in the middle.